Bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va bien. Merci. Merci. How are you, everybody? Hope you are all well and have been kind to yourselves and are looking after yourselves. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Leo Anna Thomas, mental health in film. And I'm Matt Longley from Six Feet in the Spotlight. On the Six Feet from the Spotlight. I could be Six Feet in it. It could be in it. I could be in it. Um, on it. Like, well, on it. I don't think I've ever been in the Spotlight. No, I can't. Kind of. Yeah, you I, went I, to the 1917, 1917 premiere. Walking up and down the red carpet. And I was the... I'm going back now many, many years. When I was at primary school, I was the... <laughs> I was the lead role in the Tinderbox. I was the soldier in the Tinderbox play. God, I wonder what the current play today would be if it was about Tinder. And in the oh, yeah, box. yeah, Tinderbox at school. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> a whole different that's a whole thing different right thing, now. isn't it? Yeah. I, oh. uh, I remember having a wooden, not a well, it was supposed to be a wooden sword, but it wasn't. It was made out of cardboard, and I went to stab the dragon or whatever it is, that, oh. and, it, and it just collapsed in my hand. That's normally what happens on a Tinder yeah. experience, but, too. But, maybe, yeah, maybe, like. yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> so, uh, yes, anyway, that's. Uh, that's, well, that was my uh, acting career. There you go. Um, so that's why I kind of stayed behind the camera. Oh, me too. Me too. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, yeah, hope you're just all well and this finds you in um, good health, good mental health and physical health. Today we are, what are we on? We're talking about well-being, steps to well-being and the well-being facilitator role. Ooh, which is something you invented. Something I invented that is happening, I'm happy to Which say. It's really exciting. It is. It's fabulous. Yes. Only took seven years talking about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about stress. And just as it happens, I've just had an email from the health and safety executive. Because um, I'm really exciting and get these sort of things. And they say, and I quote, It is not an employer's or a line manager's job to diagnose or treat stress however employers do have a legal duty to assess the risk of work-related stress and put steps in place to tackle those risks only half of all organizations actually do something those that do find they have improved employee commitment higher productivity fewer sickness absence days lower accident rates and increased morale so that kind of from the regulator (coughs) that kind of sums up what we've been talking about in the last couple of uh, podcasts yeah so today we're going to go on talk about well-being which is something a bit more positive yeah um and while i'm doing that i have to put this timer on because otherwise otherwise we'll be here for the next Leo 24 hours <laughs> ramble on for hours and hours and hours without knowing what time it is so we put a little stopwatch uh, next to us um we're trying to keep it between half an hour, 40 minutes, because we know that we will go on for hours. We did say 20 minutes to 30 minutes, but we kind of know that we've kind of... 30 to 40. Yeah. So thank, thank you for listening, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. So, Hope it's useful. Do let us know, actually, on uh, contacting us via our Instagram is probably the best way forward. And if how you're finding this, really. My... Uh, uh, is it handle? Is that what you yeah, call it? Handle, handle Instagram is Leo underscore Thomas eight one, and I'm at six ft from. Yeah, see, that's easy. There you go. I should change my Twitter handle because that's a bit longer. But when the first time I set everything up, I got sort of lost and yeah, being oh. tech savvy, uh, not. 
Well, I am, but... It's you are tech-savvy. Look at this thing. Yeah, no, look at this. Yeah. I'll put anyway. my phone down now. I'm being distracted. Yes. yes. So we're going to get talk about well-being. So I've got a couple of quotes here, which I found in a, a booklet that uh, the great Tony Ryan wrote, who uh, happens to be my brother-in-law, but he's also the director of NHS up in Manchester. He's a psychiatric nurse. Psychiatric nurse, mm-hmm. yes. Lived, lived and breathed psychiatric nursing for the last 25 years knows a lot more than I do but on this subject. But anyway, here we go. So Sarah Stewart-Brown, who's a professor of public health at the University of Warwick and a well-being expert, says, Feeling happy is a part of mental well-being, but it is far from the whole. Feelings of contentment, enjoyment, confidence and engagement with the world are all part of mental well-being. Self-esteem and self-confidence are too. So is a feeling that you can do the things you want to do, and so are good relationships which bring joy to you and those around you of course good mental well-being does not mean that you never experience feelings or situations that you find difficult but it does mean that you feel you have the resilience to cope when times are tougher than usual i turn the page there's a little bit more it can help to think about what being well as something you do rather than something you are the more you put in the more you are likely to get out no one can give well-being to you it is you who has to take action. Very so, true. Say it there. Yeah. It's very true. Um, can you read that last bit of the last page? Just the page, the, the very the last... page before. Yeah, because I was just about to say something and now I've, it's gone it's out my gone. head. Of course, good mental well-being does not mean that you never experience okay. feelings or situations that you find Thank difficult. You. Yeah. Um, I just... The reason why I asked you to repeat that is because... Uh, it was said to me a number of times in DBT, um, dialectical behaviour therapy, in my group sessions that talking about emotions and emotional regulation uh, and about emotions and feelings um, just to concentrate on them all as a whole, like depression yeah. is uncomfortable, it's scary, it's lonely, it's frightening, it um, causes death in some cases. Yeah. Um but to when we think of emotions and our well-being, there's a range. So yeah. it can't always be happy and wonderful, but it's about regulating those and just understanding that the reason why we as humans have emotions is important because it, it, it's kind of like a warning system as well. Like something's wrong. We need, yeah. you know, we're having a reaction to something, whether it's stress or anger or grief or sadness or happiness. It's an indicator. It's the first indicator that our body gives ourselves as to what's happening in our lives yeah. and that we can assess our well-being on 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 that kind of thought really there's a there's a tool from the iact course that um i can instruct um which is just simply asking somebody how they're feeling on a scale of one to ten how, how are you feeling today on a scale of one to ten yeah and if they say seven is it does it ever get lower than that if they say a three does it ever go higher does it ever get lower than a three yeah and that gives you a grading you can actually try and work out yeah where somebody is so i guess listeners now that question's for you how are you feeling today on a scale of one to ten how how are are you and hopefully by the end of this podcast you'll have laughed or cried (laughs) or switched off um and (laughs) you'll feel better hopefully there's a support and a and a, a connection and a, a warmth to your own well being in whatever state you may be in, whatever you're experiencing right now at work or at home. Maybe this is a, a comfort that you'll look out for. Um 
and and it can help you fingers yeah. crossed so well-being is important to all of us and yes. it's something yeah that we've got to kind of work put on work on put yeah. work in it's not just going to happen yeah so the some some of the researching uh the research that's out there says there's five steps to being to well-being mm-hmm. there's probably a few more but there are five main ones <laughs> yeah I, I think and this yeah. is not like the 98 steps that I was talking about in Instagram the other day and yeah. the Martin Luther King quote <laughs> that I came up with. But again, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Take small steps. Yeah. Um, you might not see exactly where you're going, but... You can't see the whole staircase. You, you, you can't, can't see, see the whole staircase. You've got to see the five steps ahead yeah, of you. The five steps. That. There's only five in this one, so they must be... Yeah, but S- anyway. Small staircase. So the first one is to connect, which is connecting with the people around you, your family, your friends, colleagues and neighbours, um, and spending time developing those relationships. Uh, being active, um, so it doesn't have to be um, going to the gym and pumping steroids and no, no, that's not part of the gym. Uh, <laughs> going to the gym, um, taking it could be just taking a walk, going cycling, play a game of football. Um, I know there's loads of things now for people like me whose legs have fallen off after uh, how many years playing cricket? Forty years playing cricket, and I retired, but um, my legs have fallen off now, um, so I can play walking cricket, so I don't have to run. <laughs> Or walking football. Um, Do you seriously play walking football? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't because if you, I think, with it, especially with cricket, if you played at a relatively high standard, which um, I did, you try and go back to it and it's, oh. your mind says you can do something. And oh, your, your body's body says, like, no, it's saying, I'm too no, old for this. No, I'm not doing that. But I, yeah. can go, I can go walking, I can cycle, mm-hmm. um, I can go to the gym, I do go to the gym. Uh, I've just started again going now, but it takes me takes me half an hour to get going because there's uh, Simon at the gym here um, is the edge in uh, from U2 in the uh, in a band called U2 UK yeah. who tour the country at weekends when he's not running his gym um, <laughs> and every time I go in he wants to talk to me about guitar setups and gym and uh, not the gym and how, how the edge was and I very foolishly mentioned to him that I'd once met uh, Jake who's their production director of, yeah. the, of the last show that's, shows. It. He so that's it now so he doesn't leave me alone because he wants to talk about how they how they do it uh, and i've met dallas who was a um, guitar tech for you too so that was it so anyway that was so that's connecting as well as yeah. being active so connecting that's and active. great yeah. stuff and there i'm you also go. you got them in one go there yeah so i got those in one go and then the next one is keep learning so part yeah. of the great thing about doing this is i've been learning a lot about mental health well-being stress how that fits in um, all yeah. sorts of things while we've been doing while I've been doing this journey for two and a half years since we since we set up six feet from the spotlight yeah um, giving to others well kind of set up a charity so I hope we're giving to people and I hope we're giving Leo's to people here, right giving, now. so we're giving time to to do these podcasts to get them out there yeah but that's even so even the smallest it says here even the smallest act can count in giving to others so just a smile a thank you mm. um anything like that giving um, giving time just giving a time. time to actually look someone in the eye and, and actually off. say are you okay how are you yeah it's just simple a, a simple attention that goes back, especially in the film industry where it's so busy and especially networking events where you're talking to someone and their eyes are just kind of scattering behind you like who to speak to they're yeah. quite overwhelming those environments yeah so just giving someone time just someone time to a smile and having a having a chat yeah and then the other one is being mindful so be more aware of the present moment including your thoughts and feelings yeah your body and the world around you i, I haven't really worked on mindful once so i'm gonna 
leave that one to Leo to talk about. But um, those are the five steps that tend to be used quite a lot. Yeah. And that's good. Leo has set herself up as a well-being coordinator. Yeah. I believe you have some news on that front. Yeah. Well, we're just discussing... I met with a director and producer yesterday, yesterday of a film that I'm going on to that is funded by the BFI. I will be going on to this project from the 24th of February on and off, but the shoot for the whole shoot of April. Um, so all of this work that I've been doing as a mental health first aider and uh, alongside my standby art directing role, um, having a presence on set with wearing the T-shirts and uh, discussing everything in these podcasts. Basically understanding that everything that we're talking about and recognising is that the industry is lacking I know there are probably other industries that are in the same boat I don't work in those ones so specifically this one um, that they're lacking certain resources that if you've been listening to these podcasts you will know what they are we listed quite a few of what are missing out so basically having a role as a well-being facilitator um, is something that I don't want to say I invented because it's kind of I've basically been talking about it I've been open about it and have been talking about it for a number of years now and very very privileged and grateful that people are listening now um, unfortunately people are listening and gaining more attention because of the Harvey Weinstein situation yeah. and that is blown the doors wide open to this conversation and rightly so and they will never close again rightly so so the more I've been Instagramming about this and I'm I've never been too sure about social media but this is where it probably can work and it has helped in this journey um I've been posting daily on the last few productions about uh kind of ways that you can have uh, look after your resilience and make sure you're resilient on set and little things that you can do to help your mental health and your well-being so basically all of this all of this that you've all heard before um i don't repeat myself too much is molded into this well-being role so basically uh kind of developed it? it's developed into this role and it's the first of its kind um i believe and it's it's a role that doesn't actually exist in the industry, but um, it is going to exist in the industry because so. I feel like we should have one of those little like like radio show like a round of applause like noise or something. <laughs> I can put one in. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, so yeah, basically, I will be going on to a BFI funded film uh, that shoots the whole of April. It's a feature film. Um, and I will be the well-being facilitator throughout the shoot. And like I said, I met with the director and producer yesterday. Um, and uh, I can't wait to get started. And I was talking with them yesterday and they were so, so supportive and on board with having this as a trial role. Um, and the idea that this will, I will monitor it. I will... <laughs> Uh, my ex-wife would be very happy to hear this that um, uh, her love of spreadsheets eventually got into my system and I have made a spreadsheet um, 
to basically monitor crew and cast who will be coming to see me yeah. during that production, during prep, during production, and maybe a little bit on rap. Um, and it's really exciting because we get to see the evidence and testimonials about this role and how much it's needed. Yeah, um, yeah I'm so really what, excited. What is it you're going to be doing? And I'm basically going to be uh, having a presence on set. I'll try and I'll start in the in the preparation time in in the prep time. Uh, if there are any scenes that may cause uh, maybe triggers for cast, an emotionally uh, challenging scene, physically challenging scene, that also maybe requires an intimacy coordinator, an intimacy on set. Ita O'Brien is an incredible woman who's running that, and um, I think she's on board this project as well. Um, so I'll be basically around through prep time with rehearsals uh, for specific scenes that when we come to shoot uh, the actors will have uh, support with the going forth and making sure their mental health is stable to do what they can do not all role not all these scenes just certain scenes that uh, sexual sexual assault scenes or anything that's challenging and that's it yeah that also could trigger crew members because yeah. you don't know what people have been through and exactly. when they're stressed and sleep deprived and run off their feet I said earlier on in one of my podcasts some people don't necessarily know that they've been triggered they just all of a sudden act on their emotions yeah. so having a role like a role being facilitated on set whilst filming I'll be there for the crew and the cast almost like an invisible role first of all I don't think it would be great to live in a world if this role didn't even have to exist yeah it'd be we don't live in that world unfortunately um so I will be there and what I've done in the past as a mentor her first aider is I've kind of taken on board um the, the skills that I've learned in dbt um and I will be managing people as and when they may need help on yeah. set and because the time restraints you can't like walk away with someone for 50 minutes or 20 minutes it's kind of got to be quick yeah so i keep with me a set of aromatherapy oils designed for specific uh specific mood enhancers or just regulating uh regulating emotions and that's also specific to whoever comes to me um i will be expressing uh or showing skills like breathing techniques mindfulness some simple yoga stretches uh being present in the moment you said about mindfulness usually um usually it's like taking an object any object and i'm i'm thinking of keeping on me objects that uh like a heat pack or an ice pack because this coincides with dbt acronym called tip t-i-p-p so temperature intense exercise paced breathing and paired muscle relaxation so it's basically keeping on me uh heat packs or ice packs so they can change the temperature in that moment to regulate someone who's at a crisis it's basically anything that's happening that's a crisis we haven't got time to just in that moment deal with the bigger picture so in that moment you've got two or three minutes ten minutes max maybe to bring someone back to a present moment so they can continue their day and they can 
not spiral into all of these issues that we've spoken about on previous um, episodes. And you've done this before though, haven't you? Yeah, I've done it before um, and I kind of made it up as I was going along with what worked for me. And I always check with whoever comes to me if it works for them. But basically, I will keep on keep on me the aromatherapy oils, the ice packs, the heat packs, uh, touch and releasing. Um, I always get this wrong. <laughs> I always get oxytocin is the yeah. bonding hormone, I think. Yeah, there's yeah. oxytocin. There's which which brings down the stress level, cortisol, cortisol levels, and yeah. it's like all these things are statistically proven and chemically proven to ease your stress in the moment. So the well-being facilitator role is just to basically keep people from spiraling, yep. bring people down from any crisis that's an emotional spiral because of sleep deprivation and, and stress in other factors in their life that may contribute. Um, so far, it's been really successful. I think I might have mentioned it on the introduction podcast that a five-week shoot I did in October, 15 or 16 people, cast and crew, came to me for little just little moments of it's just again giving someone time giving to others yeah giving the time and they can learn and it's a connection in that and it's about being mindful in that just to use your five (laughs) five steps there all of them um and actively helping someone so it's it's simple when you're doing that you're going to because you've got a great opportunity to kind of observe, haven't you, to a certain extent in this trial as yeah. to what goes on on set. Yeah. So you could, are you going to, because one of the things that people do do as well is to, to bring themselves down or reduce stresses to journal things. Yeah. So are you going to be able to have time to do a journal on, on set and, and work out perhaps what's going on and, and maybe give feedback at some point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the idea is... I will journal and monitor from the unit list who comes to me. Yeah. And I understand that there's confidence. confidentiality. People might want to be anonymous. And so therefore, rather than use their name, I could put down chippy, grip, makeup, catering, rather than names, just to kind of see who's coming and who's... who's and yeah, journal what's actually happening on set and then report back any patterns that are happening but also it's an open dialogue with producers and directors who take this role on board that is a group it's a collaborative conversation so and also it's a trial because this role hasn't happened before so it's basically an open dialogue about what might need to shift or what isn't working or what could work or have it grow organically in the moment when it's needed but the testimonials that I have received and that I put into my well-being proposal um, prove that it's already worked and this is like I've had I've had directors write testimonials runners assistants cast members grips sound everything Um, there's a a whole opportunity here to to observe, look at what's happening there, mm-hmm. feedback, workers, it's got to be a team effort, hasn't it? Because if, if somebody yeah. throws a wobbly and yeah. says to you, no, I'm not doing this, because the idea is still to get that film produced yeah. as quickly and as if 
efficiently and as brilliantly as possible. Yeah. So you're going to be there helping that, and there's a if everybody works together and you can perhaps coordinate, help coordinate that, facilitate it. Yeah. At that point, can't you as well? That's the plan. I mean, the idea is to be present in this role all the time as an actual member of crew to be there. Um, and the idea about being present, you mention over and over again, and people have seen probably on social media or, or in person, the t-shirts I wear to show who I am and what the role is. And um, the idea about where the wellbeing facilitator will be is wherever the crew is. And if that's in a studio, that will be, hopefully there'll be, the idea, the ideal would be having a space. If I could have a space, or this role could have a space, it doesn't have to be huge, just a place for privacy and confidentiality, yeah. where you can come and do mindfulness techniques and your breathing techniques, or you can come and be, meditate in silence, or you can come and have a guided meditation. Uh, having a space like that would be ideal, as well as, also just wandering around on set or being in the offices and just being present. And that's, I've always found that, you know, when I wear the t-shirts, because effectively I've been a standby art director as well as doing this job. Um, and I never had a space, but people would come to me and say, can I speak to you in a minute or two minutes or five minutes? Uh, and uh, to also give out care cards, which I'm going to be making, which I haven't... buy care cards? Care cards, I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to be doing it for this next job is basically uh, part of the part of the mental health first aid training. I'm now trying to find where it is. Just diving through hundreds of thousands of care cards. Um, oh crap! Where is it? The uh, the care cards are. <laughs> you can hear the tapping away there, can you? Well, I'm, I'm actually Googling something which already exists that I want to just um, mention because I want to put this on my care cards. Um, good, I found it, thank goodness. Um, well, the care cards, I think, a new thing. I'm going to basically put on there the film and TV charity support line that's 24 7. Yep. Uh, for people that if they if there's something bigger that's happening on set that I am not qualified to help with or legally qualified to help with then if it needs to go further I can be basically point them into directions for this phone number or the mind uh, contacts or Samaritans number um, as well as the the acronym ALGI 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 which is uh, the mental health first aid yeah which is the I guess, well, guess what it is you assess you listen you give, you encourage, and you encourage. Um, yeah, and that's all about signposting to get people yeah. to get help, self help from somewhere, isn't it? So, what you can't do, and so there's boundaries, isn't there, as to where to where you can go. And this is this is taught in mental health first aid and in in I Act is that you can't diagnose what's going on, no. and if somebody need really does need help, then you need to get that as quick as you can. Yeah. If somebody's suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, then yeah. it's get to A and E. This this is where the confidentiality boundary will be broken. Yes. If someone's coming to me And you need to and has self harmed or is going to or showing signs verbally that they will or a danger or, to themselves or to others, yeah. Yeah. Then I spoke to the director yesterday and said, you know, if if that if that happens then I immediately go to the producer. 
and in this case the BFI because they're funding that film yeah. um, and then that's another step which then is a process that needs a solution because there's nothing currently like really strong and affected in legal requirements what happens then so it's an ongoing process that well that's where we talked in the last podcast about having policy and yeah. also understanding what to do yeah. so that people do understand what's happening mm-hmm. it needs to be put in place as well so is that where you do get an issue on um on a set or in a uh, on a location is that you have so, you, people know what to do yeah um whereas at the moment that's not necessarily there so what we've done is train um unit nurses mainly um and a few other people some location managers and um some other people on set um designers and art art department people but to they are trained and somebody they know somewhere to go but a lot of people don't know so i get phone calls still from set um a couple in the last few weeks where asking me how do i deal with such and such a person what should i do with them they're they're doing this or saying this and I refer back to a professional, so I go back to a psychiatric nurse or two, yeah. um, somebody in the NHS, to actually get that information and then pass it back. Some of it's some of it's quite straightforward. Um, yeah. Somebody needs DBT. Yeah. Uh, they've been told by their GP they need DBT, so it's get them to DB, yeah. get them funding for DBT. Sign, signpost them in the signpost right direction. Signpost in the right direction. So that's through the film and TV charity on their helpline. Um, and I'm going to pull the number up in a minute, and we'll we'll give that out in, uh, in this yeah in a second. And that's um, another thing that I know Tony, your brother-in-law, is a psychiatric nurse, and I know you've been very kind to express to me in the past that um, he's accessible via you if I need to reach out and find someone with more medical NHS experience along those lines. And then if hopefully it doesn't reach that point, but um, yeah just lap it you know loop it back around to the care cards and what we're talking about it's it's signposting people um because if there isn't a hr department yet in place or anything like that to really have all the legal stuff put in the policies put in place then this well-being facilitator role is the little tweaks is the little things that you can do to effectively run your business effect it's looking after duty of care of your your crew and your cast and keeping people alive. Yeah, if somebody's having an issue, quite often they won't know what to do or where to go to. Yeah. So having somebody there who's who knows who can talk talk it through with them and get them to the right place for help, yeah, is very valuable. And, yeah. And will save lives. So not everybody needs to be a f- mental health first aider, but everybody really needs to understand what what they should do and who they should talk to. And if there's somebody there who's who's got a big sign on the back like you have, then then mm. that will help. Yeah. And yeah when you go to Tony Tony won't necessarily treat you but he understands how the system works yeah what the issues can be and the how to get to yeah to get the best and the quickest help um so that's why um so people do contact me um yeah. to to get help and probably you're the same so we we need yeah. to, we need to set up those lines um just so you know the helpline for the film and tv charity who who can be really helpful and this is set up as um, it was called michael's line for a bit but it's the film and tv charity line is on 0800 054 0000 so i'll say that again it's not swap shop it's 0800 054 0000 
Um, yeah. And that, that lies there for anybody in the film and TV. Freelance, not freelance, uh, employed, but anybody who's working in, yeah. in the film. 24-7. 24-7. There are counsellors, trained counsellors at the other end. Distribution, if you're in um, uh, exhibition, then that's all there was for you as well. So it's not just for the production crews it's for anybody who's in film and tv right the way from the beginning to the end yeah um so yeah so that's uh that's kind of the well-being coordinator set scene um mm. i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i need to say on that it's i'm really chuffed i'm kind of speechless that it's happening i have to kind of pinch myself every now and again because it's a big trial role and i'm the aim is for this to be normalized that it will be on every single production because we've mentioned in previous podcasts that uh other industries can you know pause and be like come back in a month or like you helped your colleague and you remove yeah. certain stresses that can't that may not change in the film industry you can't i understand the difficulties about being unable to pause a production you've got to keep going as i said this show must go on and, yeah. and but so this is a great role to have to help people just but what keep you're it doing going. is offering support isn't it that's where yeah. one of the things that's lacking in the film and tv industry is the support that's there for i am the solution anybody who's been, so <laughs> this is this is one of the solutions yeah. um so you try and a you try and prevent in the in the first instance by putting change of culture which we'll go into at some point yeah um also you put in things to you can change the way people manage that yeah. can help prevent some of these issues but you still will have because people will still bring things in from outside as well yeah or in uh, the, or things will happen on set that um you can't control um it's so just, it's like having a you know mental health first aid the part of it is you don't have physical just have physical first aiders there um mm -hmm. because that's how you manage safety you don't you do it by having you try and prevent people from having to need a first aider in the first place yeah and wellbeing facilitator is one of those because if you could run, I remember my kids at school going to wake up, shake up every morning, wake which up, is shake up. get them active, singing to um, dreadful songs. Uh, <laughs> wake up, shake <laughs> but all dancing the whole yeah. the whole school out there in the morning in the playground, dancing away, um, singing along, and getting people moving in the morning, which is one one way of doing active. it. At getting active, and, and they were learning, and they were learning, and they were learning new songs, which uh, you didn't necessarily want going around in your head all day long but they were there <laughs> yeah so so there's there's that side of it is to to try and get some prevention in there but also you've got to and and that well-being facilitator role i think also combines mental health first aid with a element of promoting positive yeah. mental health and positive well-being yeah while you're there yeah. so it's part of a package that yeah. goes it's it is it is part of the package that goes it's um looking at your, your the four pillars that you've mentioned and in some of your papers you've written that I've put in my, my proposal as well, that it is uh, like a trying to put inside to prevent these issues from happening and it's an intervention because it's already happened so you're trying yeah. to be in there and then teaching people their skills and resilience and yeah. how they can manage themselves better if the industry doesn't change. You said we'll go on to culture and communication in another few episodes and then you're measuring it yeah. by, by keeping an eye... And monitoring the use of a well-being facilitator. Is it worth it? Absolutely. I already yeah. know that it is, but people still don't believe that it is. So this is why I'm trying to collate this information yeah. to prove it is working. And it's going to save production so much money. That's B. A, it's going to save lives. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's it's, a, it's so straightforward. It's so straightforward. And it's, it's always met by naysayers. Not always. Quite a large percent of the time by naysayers because of money and not knowing where to start. So this yeah. is where we start. We start little. And it doesn't need much bigger things than just little at the moment i think yeah. it's that's the way forward because i've always yeah i always said and um, one of the presentation the presentation i gave to the health and safety executive and their, one of their committees just before christmas was talking about the commercial aspect of it which is it's seen as a cost so it's first aid yeah but in this instance if you can get your people performing better um, and working together better then you'll save money so yeah um, i went down to see uh Richie, Richie Ruck, hi Richie, if you're listening, uh, down at Gillette Studios, <laughs> hi, and he he was telling me anecdotes of people having 17 telehandlers yeah, on one location, yeah. um, because people weren't talking to each other, um, and you don't need 17 telehandlers on one production. Um, where, where is he, Gillette? Is that Gillette old, Studios? Is that the old Tesco's building? That beautiful Art Deco. That's the Art Deco one. Yeah, it's full of. It was full of pigeon what's it when uh, when I got down there because pigeon, pigeons and what's it? Pigeon, pigeon. <laughs> Pigeon, it was covered in pigeon shit. Now I want to eat what's it? Oh, okay. No pigeon, yeah. pigeon shit everywhere. Where they've cleared before they clean it up. I got down there very, very early on. But Richie was telling me the story, so yeah. uh, you know he's. Uh, it does help, and you can you can use that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Reason I ended up on uh, doing the trackway was because they were spending too much and wanted yeah. to to coordinate what what they were doing and how could they set that up. So um, if you get people performing, they will save you money as well. So. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. And I, I yeah, and I, I, people listening, if you've had any experience of someone being on set with you, kind of doing what I've been doing, please share with us and let us know, because yeah. um, it'd be great to hear of more stories if there are the people out there doing this. Because you know, the, the collaboration, the bigger the better, and uh, we, we're trying to be mindful about making sure that we share solutions and positive stories here and yeah. celebrations of trying to overcome these issues as well as remembering the horrific incidents that have happened and the loss of life yeah. uh, which is still makes me speechless so instagram at leo underscore thomas eight one or at six feet from yeah and i guess yeah the hashtag mental health in film get that flying out there we want that trending yeah get that Once try to that would be nice <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to be coming back soon. We've um, we're going to be returning with a few more podcasts uh, covering communication with people and communication on set and the language used uh, and culture of the film industry. Um, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big yeah, we could be here for hours. Next, it might be dark. That, soon. <laughs> that'll be another one. And then. Uh, uh, mental health on on like different roles on set so and then um the legal and statistics which is going to be i'm yeah, just going to sit and listen to you matt that'll be dry 83 <laughs> percent of people have been to been to set yeah it's going to be useful i'll i'll um i think gonna, i'm, I'm gonna I'll probably fall asleep myself no this is all important i'll participate as well and then yeah whilst whilst all that's uh these ones are coming up one day very soon also we'll be inviting guests in to come and speak i've never interviewed anybody other than for it's, a job so it's gonna be, be interesting. it's gonna be marvelous we're gonna have people in we're gonna have dops in we're gonna have actors and actresses in just actors full stop uh we're gonna have some family members 
coming in to talk about how freelance roles and freelance lifestyle can affect personal life and the work-life balance. We've got art directors coming in, um, security. Um, and if you want to come and speak, please get in touch with us. If you feel like you have something you want to share or an experience and you work in the industry, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Happy to speak to you. Please, yeah. The more the more that we keep this conversation going and the different aspects and angles we can come at it from, the better to try and help fix this as a whole. Okay. We'll see you all soon. See Thanks you for soon. listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care. And, uh, yeah. Look after your well-being. Be, be kind to yourself. Take yeah. care. All Cheers. the best. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you to my cousin, my amazingly talented cousin, uh, Robert Thomas, for providing us with a little jingle that he has created for us. And his company is BeatShotters.com. Thank you. And we must say thank you to Finch Consulting up here in Ashby, who have let us use their podcast room and all their equipment. Um, so thank you to Dom and guys at Finch Consulting. See you soon.